It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Well, it's another good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld with Concierge for Better Living on CannabisRadio.com. I am extremely excited today. Well, almost every time I get a chance to educate and, and share the time with people that are also promoting good messages. And today I am very pleased to have my friends on, Heidi and Mish Parikh from mycompassion.org. I like to say .org, it's probably just mycompassion, but I want you to go to the website, mycompassion.org, whenever you can, whenever you need information on cannabis, when you want to find out what's going on in the industry of sorts, from the health side of things, and uh, just a great organization. Heidi, Mish, great to have you today. Hi, Doc Rob. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, Doc Rob. This Mish. My pleasure. Of course, you guys have done things together in the past. We're going to do a lot more together in the future. This is a growing industry, cannabis. How did you guys kind of get involved, and how did this great organization get started? We started back in 2009 when I had an injury and had surgery, and was taking a lot of medication, <clears throat> longer than I had hoped that I'd be taking it. And my son came and told me, hey, mom, you know, you're taking all of those pills. It's not like you, and you're just not yourself. You should try medical cannabis. It's now legal in the state. And I said, oh, well, okay, I'll check into it. I knew cannabis. I've experienced cannabis and throughout my life, and I was not threatened or I didn't have any fear of it. So I contacted a physician and went through the process and got my card. Mish had never experienced cannabis. I'll let him touch on that later, but I had. So we were comfortable with that, and he was comfortable with that, and began to use cannabis. Now, I want to say I only used cannabis occasionally on and off, very little bit maybe in the evening, but never in the morning. I never had to use it to go to work or to function or anything, so you're saying that you were dealing with pain using so, cannabis, you know, occasionally, not not daily or continuously, but Oh, well, I know. understood cannabis, so I was comfortable to use it, but never did I use it throughout the day. Well, when I got my card, I did. I began to use it in the morning and I should back up though. I didn't know where to get medical cannabis when I first got my card. We didn't know where to go. Even though I had used, understood cannabis I've used cannabis in, in my life. When I got my card, I wasn't sure where to go. I thought I was going to go to a pharmacy that all of a sudden it was legal in the state and the pharmacies would have it. And I found, so I found that out quick. They didn't. And we then started to Google to get information about where do you get medical cannabis? I wasn't even sure what it was. Or was it different what I had in the past? Obviously, I thought it was because I thought the pharmacies had it. So we went to a library, went to our local library, and there were six individuals there, and there was one woman, and the rest were men, and they were talking about cannabis, and I'll back up. Mish went to the first one because I was sick, and he came back with some information, and he came back and said, well, I found out where we can get plants, and I found out where we can get cannabis. So then we went back, 
to the meetings and come to find out it was really just like it had always been. You just got cannabis from someone you knew or a network. There was no pharmacy or no system. And there was a network of six people at the library. Yeah, a guy knew a guy. Yeah, Yeah, the growers who've been growing all their lives. And then this person who had a shop for hydroponics and knew where to get plants. And, you know, they all came together in that area and became the network. Come to find out, the girl, the lady that was there, I went to school with her and in junior high. So we connected from there to here is my compassion. What... Mish saw was me get better. I saw myself get better. So going back to the beginning to use cannabis throughout the day, began to not take my pills, and I wasn't filling my prescriptions, and I was losing weight. I was more sociable. I wasn't depressed. I was getting back to myself, and Mish saw this, and he was loud. He saw that it did help, and sorry, I had to take a drink. He saw that it was helping me. But more than that, as it began to help me, we began to research. We were at the library every two weeks, the library we grew out of, and had to go to the civic center where they were doing ice skating. And we brought the community together, and our meetings had about 100 people, and they were wanting to know about this, and seniors were coming out, and people with cancer, and all kinds of conditions. And we realized the need for education. So what we saw was seniors were being arrested and because he didn't really understand the laws. And here you have law-abiding citizens who have their card and make a mistake in maybe the way they're transporting it or carried it over state or just did something wrong. And we realized they really needed to be educated because they weren't reading. People don't read bills and things like that through the state. We took that on to really be helpful in that manner to bring the laws to the people, anything that changed. And also one of our charter members on the day that we actually applied for our 501c3 nonprofit um, told us that his granddaughter was just diagnosed with brain cancer and her name, and I've said this, her name many times, Alyssa Irwin, and he played, he coached that game, and at the end of the game, he had told us about this, that U of M had just diagnosed her. I had done a little bit of research, because I knew it was helping me, and I knew there was information out there about cannabis and cancer. And I had told him about a few websites and where to go for the information. There was someone in Michigan, I heard, who was beginning to make oil that was helping. So through a network, he, Alyssa began to use cannabis. This was about four years ago. Told her that she had about 18 months to live. And after about a year of using cannabis, only a very short time in the beginning while she was waiting for her card, she used chemotherapy. She herself made the decision to use cannabis oil. And then about a year and a half ago, U of M could find no more cancer. So that was just in itself pushed me to go forward saying, wow, there's more here than, you know, you see it on, on the internet. <laughs> and, you know, that commercial, I've seen it on the internet. Well, you see it on the internet and you think, well, okay, is it just one story or is that a miracle or did something really else happen? But when you see it right before your eyes and you know what happened and then you see a young girl not die but live, well, 
<clears throat> that's enough to keep you going. And it did. In my yeah. compassion, a year after we applied for our 501c3, we were approved by the state or by the federal government or IRS for that. Well, Alyssa last year started getting sick. She was actually at uh, the 2014 Chicago Cannabis Conference with her family and her and her mom spoke. She was very sick that weekend. I don't know if anybody, I'm not sure they did know it, but she remained to be sick and she was, we couldn't figure out why. Was it the longevity of taking the oils and the uh, baby traces, the solvents or something? We, we couldn't figure it out. So she went back to U of M about a year ago and her cancer came back. And it came back with a vengeance. They admitted to her and her parents didn't think she was going to make it through the night. She was, they'd given her, I want to say less than a couple of weeks to live. They didn't give her much hope at all. And come to find out she had stopped taking the oil when the first round of cancer went away. She was a teenager and nobody really knows about how much should you take. Could you have to keep taking it or, you know, so she stopped and, or she wasn't taking it like she should have been. And that's, my understanding why the cancer came back. But Grandpa came back that day with the oil the next day at U of M, and she began to take it, and she was eating. I think she had three meals. She was being removed from her morphine. She was walking, and that was a year ago. And today, or yesterday, we received a text message. This was, I think, her third MRI that her cancer is gone. Wow. Yesterday, again, it's just incredible, and this is two times now, and so we really need to research on this, and this is why my compassion exists. I I love Um, it. Not just because of Alyssa, but, you know, um, yeah. There's a lot lot of that. children. (laughs) Yeah, children, parents, grandparents, even, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, uh, you're right. It's really, I mean, we, we, I can tell you that, and you know this, that a lot of the attention opening up of the cannabis opportunity from a healthcare standpoint is because of the kids. You know, when you see a child suffering, it definitely significant impact. I think it's great. We have these cases that are popping up more and more where people are being, I don't like using the word cure in any statement, but, you know, cancers are going away. People are regaining their health. I've had people off morphines from cancer conditions to ulcerative colitis being resolved and digestive issues to seizures and neurological issues. There's so many great things and there's so many ways that My Compassion is helping. I really just appreciate you sharing the, the, the past, like how you know My Compassion just started. Personally, it affected you. Then you saw other people that it impacted and now you're helping and supporting so many out there. And it's just the beginning, I know, because there's a lot of great plans. When we come back from this next break, we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on currently and then, you know, we'll definitely get mission there to talk a little bit about what things are in the works and what's coming in the near future, too. So we'll be right back. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for a better living to better life uh, with good friends, Heidi and Mish from My Compassion. Check out mycompassion.org. We're here on CannabisRadio.com. We'll be right back. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment.
Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to ensure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at KarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the Concierge for Better Living, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. This is Doc Robb. My guest today, Heidi Amish from My Compassion, mycompassion.org. Check out the website. Really cool 501c3 nonprofit from medical, marijuana, cannabis education, patient advocacy. Join, become a member, donate, check out upcoming events. Check out some of their online resources. It's awesome. So I've been familiar with My Compassion for over a year now, probably about 14, 15 months. I've seen some, a lot of changes happening in the cannabis industry. I see a lot of startup companies, a lot of nonprofits popping out. Seems to be a conference every other day. I see a lot of people doing it just primarily just because they see a financial opportunity where I, I know you guys have a, a much bigger philanthropic component to it. It's really helping people. Can you guys uh, give me an update of some of the milestones or accomplishments or some of the things, you know, the impact that Mike Compassion has had up to this point, even though I know it's early stage in this organization? Well, the accomplishments of Mike Compassion have been quite farther and greater than probably majority of the organizations that are out there. Our organization received the first Google grant, not the first, but a Google grant that was provided to a cannabis nonprofit organization for providing education about medicinal benefits of cannabis, as well as all the laws that surround it and public safety. We were also approved for the CFC a couple of years ago, which is the campaign for federal employees where federal employees can donate uh, directly to our organization 
through a CFC code that they receive after we've presented at a number of federal agencies uh, throughout the uh, Michigan area, including TACOM and U.S. District Courthouse and the U.S. Postal Office and things of that sort. I mean, what amazing thing to be sitting with uh, all the other nonprofits, uh, hospitals, uh, Habitat for Humanity, and other uh, nonprofit organizations, and we're a cannabis nonprofit, with our cannabis um, images um, on our banners and such. So it was, it was really an amazing feat for what we've done. And, and then mo- more importantly, all of the state branches that are opening up uh, as well for My Compassion around the country, uh, as requests come in and as we're invited to come out to other states, we are starting to uh, open up uh, new branches. And I think a lot of the forwardness has, has occurred primarily because of uh, the first cannabis conference that occurred in Chicago for patients. This was a patient-focused event. And that occurred last year in June. That changed the face of cannabis completely. That event by itself changed the face of cannabis because people got a chance to see exactly who was participating at a patient-focused event. We saw wheelchairs. We saw seniors. We saw children. We saw families. Every age group was affected, and every age group was there. Every profession was there as well. You had doctors there. You had lawyers there. You had business professionals. You had investors. But you had tons and tons of patients, thousands of patients that come through, and they're wanting to know. They're wanting to understand how cannabis could help them. And now we're just starting to see more and more of that happen. And with our second conference coming up in Chicago, it's going to really bring some major focus on the medicinal side of it. As we're bringing, of course, Dr. Bob Melamy, Dr. Dustin Sulak, and Dr. David Bierman, who was on Weed 3, actually with uh, Sanjay Gupta. He's the uh, PTSD doctor uh, that will be uh, talking about cannabis. We have a lot of things going at this conference. And at this conference, we've really focused in on uh, the medicinal side of it. It's a medical forum and exposition. We're wanting patients to see what opportunities there are, what are other ways to utilize cannabis and see what their options are that are going to be available, hopefully, in this next year in Illinois, but for other Midwest states, uh, just to see what it's going to be like. What are, what are some of the things that are happening in the cannabis industry? What are some of the new items that are occurring in the biotech companies that are formulating to provide to the patient base? That's out yeah, there. They're, they're, you know, with the Chicago conference, first of all, it's Chicago. It's a major market. The conference is at Navy Pier, which is a landmark of sorts, and it's an amazing venue to have a cannabis event. That was last year. This year, even you know, even better. I I remember last year at the conference, there were police officers there, and they were actually learning. They were listening. They were learning. Some of them actually had personal family members who were struggling with health issues, and they were concerned or curious about how that you know might help their family members. So this is not a creating lines of distinction. This is bringing community together. And I think that's what My Compassion Oya stands for is, is community and helping each other and getting information out. I've always been about education first and foremost and let people make their decisions from that perspective that they now understand informed. And 
I, I think that's what people don't really realize is there's a lot of information out there already, but they don't know how to access it. Just like Heidi didn't know where to get her medicine when it, she was able to, there's going to be a lot of questions out there. And my compassion seems to fill a lot of those gaps and provides a lot of resources. So that's great. I, I've been to several conferences and many of them are are business conferences with a lot of you know money focused suits, and of course that's always going to be part of an emerging industry. But we need more and more uh, focus on protocols, dosing, quality control, lab testing, biometrics. You know how to determine what your body needs individually, and there's a lot of that evolving rapidly in the market, and a lot of it's going to be available for people to experience or learn more about at the conference in July. It's July 23rd through 25th at Navy Pier in Chicago, correct? I'm making sure yes, I have that's the date correct. Right there. Okay. And, um, you know, when you said PTSD, that's one of the things I'm, you know, very passionate about. I've, you know, I've seen clients or patients that have benefited from MS to cancer to seizures. But PTSD is one of those things that we're still learning a lot about that affects so many people in different ways. And we're seeing that while, especially with the veterans, I think it's a major topic I posted yesterday on my Facebook, that you know, veterans have access to all these different pharmaceutical options, but are still not allowed to access the plant that seems to be working better, safer, with less side effects. And that's something that has to change, and you guys are definitely making an effort to, to drive that change, and I applaud you and appreciate it very much. So. Another break real quick, and then I know there's some exciting news, and I know there's a couple other questions I have for you guys, but it's all great stuff. Definitely have everyone listening. Check out mycompassion.org. Sign up to come to the conference in Chicago. It's going to be beautiful summertime in Chicago. You meet a lot of great doctors, other patients, people interested in helping and learning. That's going to be at Navy Pier July 23rd to the 25th in Chicago. Go to mycompassion.org to check it out. This is Doc Ra with Concierge for Better Living on CannabisRadio.com. We'll be right back after this short break. The Concierge for Better Living. We'll continue in a moment. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. 
Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, and we're back for this final segment today. We have Heidi and Mish from My Compassion, a 501c3 nonprofit focused on educating the masses on cannabis, medical marijuana, healthy living, and we're going to do this together. I'm actually, just to disclose it, on the medical advisory board, helping My Compassion wherever and however I can, of course, with projects in the works going forward. And one of the things that really impressed me was I was in San Diego the end of March for a tribal, Native American tribal meeting around cannabis. And we had a lot, they had a lot of speakers. They had a lot of talks from attorneys to uh, growers to different consulting vendors. And then Mish came on and talked about my compassion. And it really caught my attention because, you know, there was a community first. There was a we care, let me help you kind of attitude, which is genuine. There was we've already helped this many thousands of people, which was great. And, and Mish, how, tell me, how did the tribes respond? I mean, how have they been? I know they have a lot, a lot of things to figure out. It's a big opportunity, but also they want to take the right steps and do it the correct way. What has been the response from the tribes to my compassion and this cannabis movement on the native uh, sovereign soil? Well, in, in general, I think all of the tribes are starting to experience what we consider a green rush occurring right at them directly from the cannabis industry. And I think the other issue is that majority of the time that they are being approached that way, it's because they're being approached only on the monetary side of it. The reality is that this can potentially help their citizens uh, on a much larger scale from their health uh, getting better, but not only that, but social economics, uh, social development, families uh, being redeveloped and hopefully refocused. And then in the long run, the economic development that will occur for them as a nation, their tribal citizens getting better, which ultimately will lead to better jobs and better opportunities and, and hopefully some entrepreneurial opportunities for them as well. And this, uh, this opens lots of doors and, and there's been a ton of feedback coming in from the tribes wanting my compassion's uh, direction versus what they have been approached by, mostly a financial uh, side yeah. of the equation. <laughs> yeah, you can make this much money, not help this many people. And I think that they actually care about helping their people very much. And and one of the things I realized, just I don't mean to cut you off, but is that a lot of people think that these Native American tribes, they have casinos, that they're very wealthy, they sell tobacco, that they're, well, in reality, there's only a handful or so of very successful tribes, let's say, or nations, whereas many of them around the country are struggling and suffering. They're, they're, they have no real economy. They don't have a healthy community. Their they're young people are leaving and, and leaving the tribe and leaving their community. And, and, it's, and it's, it's pretty a, a, a sad state for several of them. And they see this as a way to revitalize their tribe and their community, which is important. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that, that is some of the things that they are struggling with is that you do have a larger portion of the nation, their entire, all of the tribal nations together, where they are lower to middle income. I 10 to 20%, maybe 30% of all the tribal groups are more wealthier. And, and it's the wealthier side of the nations that tend to be taking care of the other ones. And, and the reality is for a nation to fully run, you have to have a, a full a machine 
for everyone to participate in. That's what's occurring across the country in the U.S., and now we're starting to see a slow transition occur with tribal nations. And I believe the Cole Memo really brought, you know, brought a major light to a potential option for a lot of these tribes to um, delve into the cannabis industry and hopefully see a recovery process occur for all of their tribal citizens. It's a it's a great opportunity, I think, not only for their people, but also for our country economically and socially, getting hemp, getting cannabis as part of our healing processes, having hemp heal the actual land itself and help with as a commodity in the economy. I think we have a great opportunity there. You guys have been putting out information in a lot of different ways, both online, which again, I keep saying at mycompassion.org, go to the site, check it out, but also you publish magazine or newspaper quarterly. So that's American- called the American Cultivator. The newspaper was actually donated to our organization. It was on the verge of closing. We revitalized it, made it a health education paper. It's now being distributed uh, in Illinois, Whole Foods Market and Panera Bread. And then same here in Michigan, it's being distributed at Starbucks and 7-Elevens and things nice. of that sort. So we're getting it out there. Actually, the Hannaville Casino is carrying one of our um, one of our stacks of papers. They they love our newspaper, and Hannaville Tribe is actually the one that decided our information at their location. It's all about education. It's not about keeping this information to yourself. The more educated everyone is, more likely they have a better understanding on their second option for medicine. Right. Well, that's been my platform. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. Get educated, make your own decisions. It's being a conscious consumer, stepping up to the plate, and that'll lead us to a better life for all. I really think it's a great thing what you guys are doing. I'm looking forward to participating and helping to host the Cannabis Conference in Chicago in July, July 23rd to 25th. There's a lot of great things coming from my compassion. I, I really urge everyone listening to check out the site, make a donation, find a way to help, at least just look at it as a reference and support it because they're doing a lot of good and we need to get the word out there uh, with integrity and quality of information. we got great doctors supporting it and doctors coming to learn from it, which is great. It's a nice symbiotic relationship. Heidi, Mish, you guys are doing some great Thank work. You. Keep it up. Again, it's always my pleasure to help wherever I can. I really wish you guys the best. Take care of yourselves. We will definitely be catching up in person soon. This is Doc Rob for Concierge to Better Living, Concierge to a Better Life all around, here to help, here to guide, here to host some of the coolest guests possible on CannabisRadio.com, wishing you all the best in health and happiness. Take care. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.